in the box. Back again. Back again. D-Ray, my man, you know, shaved off, man. No, you, you, last time we was on, it was like you about to rob a bank or something, bro. Bro, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm betraying my Grizzly Adams roots, man. I'm, I done went to the baby face and, you know, I, I, I had a beard for so long, I didn't even recognize myself. I look in the bathroom mirror, it's like, ugh. It's like, oh, wow. Man, you, man, look at here, bro. I, t- I said, you look like John Henry out of the jungle. <laughs> Man, when you come back, you know, we back another night in the box. We got a great show, man, for you. We got Antonio Brown, uh, Lo-Fi Sample producer, man, uh, Boom Bap producer, out of the A in the house. He's going to join us, man. It's going to be a show of producers tonight. It's gonna, definitely going to be guaranteed to be a good show. Yes, uh, what about you, man? Did you have, you had a long week this week, D-Ray? Man, look, swimming with them sharks, man. I'm going to tell you, brother. Swimming with them sharks, but it's all right. It's all right. (laughs) If they smart enough, some of them ain't, but it's fine. We 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 here. Yeah, man. We we're not cueing the Jaws music tonight. No, not tonight. (laughs) We're gonna be right back. Fundamentals and build blocks yeah. Turn to advice when I'm in that spot yeah. When I got questions and that's a lot Perfect time to hear from Rico in the box that, that, all right. that is the best theme song in the history of all podcasts Shout out to my dude, man, Demetrius Daniels on the vocals, man Putting it down, man, my dude. Uh, you got some great things, man, coming mm. tonight. But a uh, couple of things, man, we're going to get out of the way. Uh, if you haven't had an opportunity, man, check out, man, Javon McKenzie. Haven't we done Crooked 10? You can check us out on Bandcamp, Rico Gibson at dope, Bandcamp.com. Dope, dope, dope project. Thing, man, this has a lot to do with the time that we're in right now, man. And, uh, if you if you kind of come around, don't forget to check out us, me and Pastor Ricky Man on Just Life on Sundays, and we talk about just life and dealing with life issues, man. A lot of times, man, they get kind of hard dealing with life, and you go through a lot of different things. And um, without further ado, man, uh, we're gonna bring Antonio in, and we're gonna bring him in. He said well, he already here waiting. Can't wait to get into it. What's up, Tony? How y'all doing this evening? Hey, man, what's going on, brother? Got the swords on the wall, man. Who you going to cut up tonight up in A Town? A samurai never tells, brother. Mm-mm. <laughs> so we, we glad to have you, man. What's so, so, so Tony, man, A Town, you A Town, what's going on in A Town, Tony, man? You, you, you know, what's, what's happening up there, bro? There's a lot going on. All you got to do is go outside and look. Look in that direction. There's something going on. Look in that direction. There's always something going on. That's what's up, bro. So, you know, I, I spent a lot of time last night, man. I was telling D-Ray, man, uh, I wanted to get you on the show, man. But, you know, listen to a few albums. And, um, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're just not joining us, make sure you share the show out, man. This little cat right here is a dope producer, man. Um, we were talking, man, you know, of course, Mad Lib. One of my one of my favorite producers. I love Man Lib, man. The way he he kind of constructs his music, and um, I wanted to put this in the stream, man, so people can know where man to check you out. Uh, on Bandcamp, man, he has several albums that you can kind of check out. Um, 
on Van Camp. Now, tell people. Let's talk about tell, tell, how did how did you get how did you get started, man, producing it, and what made you kind of get into it, bro? So, um, I mean, I've been into music my entire life. I have my I have my dad to thank for that. Like, I've been surrounded by good music for no ever since birth. I remember he told me a story like he used to put headphones on my mama's stomach. And he would play like anything. He would bounce around from 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 uh, from Michael Jackson to John Ponte, Gino Vanelli, all of that. Right, right. So um, growing up, I mean, he had like a, a whole room, not just a closet, but a room full of records. And that was what I would listen to growing up. Like aside from like what I would hear on the radio, what kind of made me get into music is some of the stuff I would hear my dad playing on records. And then I would hear it flipped on the radio. I was like, wait, I know where that's from. It, it's mind blowing to me. So I guess about a time I was like 12 years old, I had a cousin, may he rest in peace. Uh, he showed me how to use this program called Fruity Loops. Uh -huh. Infamous Fruity Loops. And I've been, I bounced. I bounced around that from 2006 up until like 2010 when I got into high school. And the thought came to me because I, I had friends who were doing this who sounded really dope doing this. Right, right. And I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I need to get serious about it. I need I need to jump on it and do it. So 2010 has been like where I started, and up until now. Man, that's great, man. I, I, I was I was going through your discography, man, last night, 2010 with 2020, so 10 years in, and just seeing how you how you put together, man, records, and you construct your process, man. Um, it's dope. You know, I love me and D-Ray. We, we both produce, but I love to hear producers, man, that step up to the plate and do something different. You know, how how do you feel? Because you, you, I hear you, you create music, but I hear you take a sample from somebody who has already created something. And you always take the, 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 the dope part of the sample, you know, what are you thinking about, man, when you make your music? Like, what's your thought process when you hear a record? Oh, it's weird. So I'm not sure how many other people are like this. I'm not sure how many other people are like this, but when I hear uh, when I hear a song that I have an idea to sample with, I've already processed it in my head to the point where that's all I can hear. The actual song is playing, but I can only hear it flipped in my head. So all I have to do is if I can keep that in my mind long enough to like get it, put it down, then I guess that's part of my thought process is just like, oh, is I, I hear these chords. I hear this progression. I hear this melody, but I hear this melody too. Right. So, right. Okay. So, so I heard the term chords. I heard the term progression. I heard the term melody. What kind of what kind of music theory background do you have? Any formal training, or do you have any type of uh, training when it came to this, other than you know what your cousin taught you? Um, uh, I've had very few like professional training, like courses, or like seldom professional training growing up. Mm -hmm. I um, my uncle, I have an uncle, my mom's brother. We have this thing. I can't 
understand it or really to enough to, I'm going to try to explain it, but we sort of just pick up anything and just start messing with it until it starts, until it sounds good. So whether that been like the piano I've been doing for like a good seven years, uh, I still have my guitar since I was nine years old. I played the flute and violin all throughout elementary and middle school, but like, I didn't stick with them long enough to have to like go through my notation and like scales and everything. I would usually just like, I would just like mess around with the instrument until I have a, uh, until it sounds good to me. And I just go off for that. Right. That's dope, man. That's dope. And that's, and that's a great thing, man. It's, you have a natural talent man doing it. Cause I hear how you put stuff together, you know, um, I'm, I'm curious, man, you know, is it that you, you really work alone? Do you do you do you work with other producers, man? When you're making your records, man, it's just all it's just all Tony. For the most part, for like for the most part, it's been all me. I'm looking to work with other people, but I have I, I don't know why this is. I have a uh, I have a I have a specific taste of style when it comes to like other people. Like I, I kind of like I know you're good, but will you sound good with me? It was like I like your sound and everything. I listen to you heavy, but I don't want to take two good things and just, you know, and and if that makes any sense, make a lot of sense. Yeah, make a lot of sense. Yeah. So 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 when I when I went back and looked at your music, man, I saw man that you pay a lot of homage, man, to Japanese, uh, to the Japanese culture, and mm-hmm. and how what sparked that? Because when I go back, man, and we look, even your even even your name, man. Uh, Takamuru, Takamuru, Gay. Right? right. So, um, so bring bring it to the speed. How how we getting? How we getting a Takamuru Gay? Because you that's your name, Takamuru right. Gay. Talk about look, who is Takamuru Gay? So, uh, Takamaru Gaiden is um, that's the name I made up. Well, okay, the first part Takamaru, which translates from Japanese to being a hawk. My grandfather was bird watcher, right? I had a grandfather, he was bird watching. He used to take me bird watching. And I I had a I had a favoritism, if I could say that. I had a like I played favorites with the hawk. Right. Always uh, like flying is a free spirit. You do whatever it wants to, whenever it wants to, however it wants to. I um I kind of like like the majestic behind it. Uh guiding translates to the story of so i like to tell a story with my beats i like to tell a story about this hawk who likes to fly free with his spirit also with also experiencing like everything that it comes across oh uh, but i can i can actually i, I should have started here my foundation is like i like anime and video games uh, I'll, I'll, I, I i saw it that all was, that, that was gonna be my next question yeah, go ahead yeah, yeah. I love anime and video games. Uh, ever since I was little, like in the first grade, coming home from elementary school, tsunami be on the TV. I'm, I'm just, I'm there. I'm ready to go. And um, I saw with tsunami, they had a, a, a slight representation as long as, as well as Adult Swim later on in life. They had a, a representation of hip hop music that was left field. And it resonated with me like heavily. I, I I couldn't I couldn't explain how much how familiar it felt to like listen to this music versus what I've been exposed to urban through the urban uh, radio waves, if you could say that. 
So I, I fell in love with it. And just to see those two come together, it spoke to me in on levels that I couldn't even imagine. I, I got a question for you. Um, since you brought up anime, um, I love anime. Um, Cowboy Bebop is is probably my favorite. is is my favorite series of all time. Um, I I could watch that on an endless loop. And the one thing about watching anime is it inspires me to write. Okay. You, know, you know, I could I could put it in the background. And just it just sort of sets the atmosphere. What kind of anime do you watch that can set the atmosphere for you that can kind of get you in that mood that like, okay, as long as this is on, I could write all day? Oh, really? Anything? <laughs> just, and you put anything on, on the screen, that's it. But to be, uh, if I could be more specific, like things that'll put me in my mood. I like, I like a whole bunch of animes. I love animes with uh with mech mecha animes, mm -hmm. giant robots. Mm -hmm. So so uh, Gundam Wing mm -hmm. is probably one of yep. the most favorite yep. animes. Mm -hmm. Gundam Wing it came to um, the big O. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh an elementary school favorite of mine was Zoid. Okay. So as long as that's going on or better if there's a if, like a good storyline or I don't know. It's something about visual representation, and it just gets my mind going. I was like, "All right, I see this. I see what's going on. The atmosphere, mm -hmm. like the whole vibe's going on. I bet I can make something that sounds perfect." <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so, 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 let's talk about man, because right now, and I want to shift a little bit. Right now, in the music world, there's a shift that's happening. People are people are not buying records anymore, right? And now, as a music producer, we're trying to leverage streaming and get streaming royalty. How does the way that you create music affect your pockets with samples? With samples, well, I try to, um, I try to, I want to say, look for loopholes. And stuff because there's a lot of music that I have used that's like widely known. But what I try to do as far as like the whole what attention that I am gaining and stuff, I'll try to use stuff that nobody would think to look for. And if you if I do use something that's widely known, I'll try my best to make it mine yet unrecognizable from the original. Like it still sounds good, but I've had songs. I've had songs like unless I told you what the original was, you probably wouldn't guess. But that's my goal here. So, but answer your question as far as like the streaming goes. Hold on, make make sure. I'm sorry, you asked the question one more time. Make sure I got the question. Well, just, right. You know, you you got a lot of albums up there, and I I listened to, mm -hmm. I listened to a few last night. Made their dope. But are you doing? You know, are you are you getting paid on those? You know. And if you get some, of, some of them, okay. Some of them, I, I'm, I'm, some of them, I am looking. I do look for uh, revenue on, but I understand like there, there are extra, a couple of obstacles I have to go through in order to like claim the whole stream of revenue and stuff. As far as like licensing, getting cleared samples, things. It's, it's, yeah, it's a process. So, um, okay, yeah, no, you're, you're good. Um. I, I, 
let's talk about let's let's talk about your process. Are you still using Fruity Loops, or have you have you migrated to something else? What what is your go to right now? Uh, I still use Fruity Loops to this day. Mm -hmm. Now that's to like create because I've spent so much time in it. Like my whole my whole mental my whole mental process is just I know where everything is and I know how in Fruity Loops to make what I want to sound like mm -hmm. mind you but that's like that's as far as creative purposes and stuff as far as like live performances if i'm at a show or i'm stream uh doing the live stream online i've turned to ableton live because of the fluidity of its uh live live performance ability mm -hmm. have you have you have you actually because the, the the update for are you using fruit are you using the fl20 are you mm -hmm. using okay so the update with fl20 allowed you to be able to kind of go in and do your own video visual what has an update updated the visualizer have mm -hmm. you been using the visualizers uh with your beats man doing anime with the visualizers with the fl20 have you started using that as yet uh no i usually when i um when i stream live i kind of want to give the same feeling as if i was there so you see my face so i've thought about it though using like animated visualizations or i want to venture into doing something unique because like a lot of people you pick up on the trend is works right. there's no arguing that right. but um i want to find something that says me and me alone and make it work right right do you do a lot of e-digging or do you got a you got a back room where there was some crates of records man somewhere back there how do you I find your samples Oh, I find my samples everywhere, everywhere, either on, it could be on YouTube, it could be on, on Spotify, I'll, I'll plug in my own, my phone to my audio interface. I got about a third of my dad's records, so I got about 400 records in the room, and that's about a third of his actual collection. Um, Sometimes I'll listen to the radio if I'm listening to the jazz station of Clark Atlanta or uh, the, the R&B station 104.1 in Atlanta. Uh, I, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of sounds. Just it's everywhere. I, I could even. I've even recorded uh, live street performers, which I've asked for permission. But um, well, it's a, it's a plug-in, man. I don't know if you know about. It. It's called radio. I bought it. I bought it. I bought it like a, a couple years back. Um, so it's a radio plug and allows you like when you're tracking, you can you can just kind of type in the type of music that you're looking for and it comes up and it's it's like a feed from stations man from all over the United States and international. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, to be so you can find a lot of stuff, but. You know, uh, the thing is, is I love what you do, man. It's I, I love what you do, you know, and, and the fact, man, that you're creating, man, you know, the, the thing is, man, just keep doing what you're doing. How do you how do you view a lot of the producers, man, that don't know how to be themselves and they want to sound like everybody else? You know, how do you approach that? You well, um, well, so I, I'll speak from a personal standpoint. We all have to start somewhere. In my experience, one way to at least get your foot in the door as far as figuring out how you're going to do it would be trying to emulate somebody that you look up to. So 
when I when I, back when I was first back when I was listening to beats before I was creating beats, I would listen to producers, and I mean like just straight beats, no words, nothing. I, I even to this day I have playlists on my phone, just beats from different producers around the world. Like I don't, I'm not a too much of a words person, <laughs> but um. Growing up, when I first wanted to start making beats, I would try to take uh, influence from people like Mad Love, of course, Flying Lotus, Nice I Wonder, love, Kanye yeah. West. I would hear how they're doing their stuff, but at the same time, <clears throat> even though I'm not necessarily trying to copy them verbatim, but at least to get my foot in the door, it's like, okay, they put a kick drum here. I see how they left some headroom here, left some space there. Right, I like that. But if I sit up here and just copy the whole beat, I, I would just be making a whole nother like copy of that beat. So in that in that sense, I was like, okay, I done got the foundation down. Like I might be using the same sample in this case. How will I do it? How would I do it? So after a while, after a while, you've made a good. I'll give. I'll tell any producer that's starting out. Don't copy, but try to emulate. Give yourself about a hundred beats before you have any idea of what you're gonna sound like, and just grow from there. And that's 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 a good practice, man. So when you say give yourself a hundred beats, so when you're saying just get in and create a hundred beats, no matter how you got to create it, just make a get a hundred beats out, you know, out of your repertoire. Before you kind of decide which direction you want to go in, just right. just make something. That's dope. Right. That's I also dope. believe that. Um, I also believe I'm. I'm I, again. I don't know how many people uh, subscribe to this ideology. I don't believe in throwaway beats. I don't, because um, what you might not like in that moment, I feel like somebody else may like. I'm actually quoting Ninth Wonder. I'm paraphrasing Ninth Wonder at this moment, but when he said that. Like all of the stuff I have project filed for days and I will go back to it. I was like, but just to say, I'm not feeling it at that moment. Somebody else might come around and feel, or I might have a different perspective on that sound later on. I was like, you know what? Let me go back. I could have put that there. Okay. Now this is fine. Okay. I got, I like this now. So I don't like the term throwaway. I usually, um, I use the term like homeless beats, right? Right. Because some of them don't have a some of them don't have a like a project to be associated with. They're just loose, but it, it's still something. It's still something. Because then you can always turn around and go back, man, and chop up some of that stuff, man, that you hadn't used later. And, and right. you know, after you, you know, it's a, and that's a, that's what's so great, man, about music. It you can do a lot of different things with it. You know, you you're not confined to a box. You know, but the thing is, man, to kind of create, you know, keep creating. Um, we're going to take a little second, man, and we're going to be right back here. So, all right. So we're going to do, we got a couple of articles we want to talk about um, with the news this week. First up. SoundCloud is launching a new DJ plan with unlimited offline catalog access. 
Uh, SoundCloud has launched a new $20 a month DJ plan called SoundCloud DJ that offers unlimited offline access to the platform's catalog in its DJ performance software integration. So what do you guys think, in, in my view, in my mind, I feel like SoundCloud is trying to mix, trying to compete with Mixcloud. So what do I, you think? I, I, I was just gonna say that. So it was like, so, so it was like, okay, cause Mixcloud is like, like I think it's Mixcloud is like almost 20 a month, mm -hmm. uh, which you can stream videos of Mixcloud. Right. So, but SoundCloud is so antiquated, man. Nobody use Sound. I mean, I, I guess some people are still on there, but what are you getting for twenty dollars? Like, what are you what are you getting for twenty bucks? What are they going to give you? Apparently, you'll be able to access all of your music. Like DJs have, um, uh, like they use virtual DJ, cross DJ, Dion right. DJ. All of these things will be able to be integrated in the SoundCloud so that you'll be able to access whatever music you're trying to get at when you're doing a show and in live performance. So that, I think that yeah. that's, that's good. That's yeah. good. That actually I mean, might. That, Antonio, are you still use the SoundCloud? I haven't touched my SoundCloud in about a year. <laughs> and I'm still getting followers. Point in, that's a point in case yeah. right there. Yeah. Right. So I don't, I don't know. I think, um, I think. In my personal opinion, I feel like SoundCloud will still be antiquated until they get to the point that they start doing video, which I predict is not going to be too far down the line. Um, Mixcloud now right. is getting a large part of the DJ market share, and I don't I don't see SoundCloud being left out of that for too long. So yeah, I think SoundCloud may have to jump on the on the on the on the, on the podcast boat, you know, streaming, you know, doing live streaming. You know what I mean? Because you know, let's face it, video right now, audio, audio is dead. Audio mm -hmm. alone by itself is dead. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the only time that you know, I will say that if you're driving in the car, you're probably gonna stream you probably stream a podcast and you're really not looking at facial expressions or whatever mm -hmm. because you're driving, you listen to the content. So mm -hmm. if you're in the car, then an audio podcast is probably is cool. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. but but when you're when you got in that car, you're not gonna sit down and listen to an audio. You want to see something that's visual. Mm -hmm. You know that's you know. So I think that every platform that don't have any type of video, a live streaming integration, uh, is just really antiquated. Yeah, I, I agree. So moving on, that you, you mentioned the word mm -hmm. streaming. Dimitri said SoundCloud is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he, I think he has a point. Um, moving on to streaming, and this is one of those things that's just aggravating to me, and I'm going to tell you why. Universal Music Group mm. just generated over a billion dollars from streaming. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. They've generated a billion dollars of streaming in one single quarter. Mm. Now, for those who are uninitiated, a single quarter is about three months. So a billion dollars in streaming. Meanwhile, content creator royalty rates are still 0.000007 cent. So you got to be streamed sometimes a hundred times to make a penny. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about the disparaging numbers with the royalty rate that they give to people to give to you know content creators? And the billions of dollars that this company is saying that they're making, how does that make you feel 
about that. Tony? Oh, well, that's that's despicable for one. <laughs> that's very despicable. I love it. So that that only like brings he said despicable. I love it. That only brings my whole like my whole view on major record label in its entirety. See, I um I thought about it. I thought about it actually like even back in high school, I had opportunities and chances to get with a couple of places like well I, I I won't say it. I won't say it here. I don't think I have the liberty to say it here. I had some people look at me, but uh looking at like different people in their stories, right? Like TLC or anybody that get these um I think they call them 360 deals. I've never really taken <clears> any uh research into it. But like everybody is told that they're gonna do this, this, and this, but it's it's split all the way up when 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 the check is written and now you're only getting this much. That actually that inspired me to just go on my own and incorporate myself to myself. That way, if I have to do any work with anybody else, like when 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 it's time to get paid, I can tell you what I want. And um, of course, the legal representation and all of that stuff, right? So, I I would urge anybody, like if you have if you have the means to, to market yourself, fan base and stuff, like go out and and put yourself out there. As far as incorporation stuff, I actually am um I'm moving to LLC my name, the trademarking LLC my name. So, I sign myself to myself, sign my own checks, because when I hear stories like that, I I cry. <laughs> Yeah, but think about it, man. They're, they're making a billion dollars. And when I when I hear a billion dollars a quarter, I hear four billion dollars a year that they're making on streaming, and they're and the artists are getting paid nothing. And but it, but it also goes back to the artists having the power. You know, the problem is artists get so hungry, and we don't want to. If if we if if we become if we begin to be selfish with our music, right, mm-hmm. and we don't allow people to really have our music and give it out like we have it, you know, they wouldn't have as much power. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's and it's just it's despicable, right? Right. You know, of you know, and, and I can't really because this is not a political channel. So I can't really talk politics and I can't talk, but the problem is that, you know, the wealthy and the people that own this company has been robbing us for years. And we're, we're working and, and we're trying to build something for ourselves. And here you are, you have a group of people to come that they can't make anything. Man, I'll push, I'll push you up on the piano. Play that, play the piano, man. Play this other drums. Well, read, read this piece of music right here, right? Score this, write it out, notation-wise, right? Most of those execs, man, can't do that, but yet and still... They take most of the money from the creators, you know, and I fought, I fought us because we allowed it. But that's my, that's my soapbox. Hey, I agree. I agree. And lastly, okay, this, this one to me is just going to be kind of creepy, but you know, this, this might be not be creepy to y'all, but it's creepy to me. Okay. Quincy Jones, who is my favorite producer of all time. Quincy Jones invests in an AI music startup called Music Map. 
which has developed a psycho-emotional profiling engine. Now, what is that? Mm. The company has developed what it describes as a psycho-emotional profiling engine called Music Me that builds emotional profiles for listeners, detailing mood, feelings, and values based on their listening history. So basically what this AI will do is going to be listening what, to what you're listening to based in base then and then they were base uh recommendations of music based on what they think your mood is now i think that's kind of creepy because i already you know when you start thinking about geo tra geo tracking you start thinking about the data that facebook collects mm -hmm. on your on your what you spend your money on um you think about the the data that's collected when you go to the grocery store and you use the little discount card and you think, hey, I'm getting a deal off of this stuff. But you, you know, if you look deeper, they're really doing market analysis on you, which is why they're giving you the discount on the actual item. So they know what you're spending your money on. Mm -hmm. Now we got something that they're building profiles based on your emotions. Because <laughs> basically, you know, if you depend on the time of day, the moment, they're gonna create. They create a whole playlist for you. Now, 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 why? Why it's very, very creepy to me because because sometimes we, as a human being, we are in a mood, mm -hmm. right? We don't stay in that mood, right? But you're gonna suggest a playlist to induce me to a mood? Oh no, that's creepy. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100. Um, and you know, it's I and maybe it's just me. I don't want you to know me that well. You know, I, I may want to listen to Wu-Tang Clan on my way to church. I, I may want to listen to to some jazz after church. I, I don't want you to know me that well. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that's creepy. What do you think, Antonio? The whole description, it just like I, I heard everything you said. And the only thing I can think about is live action Hallmark soundtrack. So. <laughs> You're telling me, you're telling me, you're telling me, you're based off of my emotion, because I, I have to look into this myself. So let's say I'm driving somewhere. Somebody cuts me off, okay? I now feel road rage, now moved by ludicrous, is now <laughs> blasting out of my speakers, and I didn't want to tell anybody. Or, or, <laughs> or you can get a ticket, and you didn't really feel like you deserved that ticket, and then I don't know, man. That seems a little that, that that, creepy, man. But 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 shout out to Quincy Jones. Um, he's always a step ahead on the innovation part, and you know that's one of the things. His he's gonna leave a legacy uh, when he when he goes up goes to that next level. Um, he's gonna leave a legacy behind. So shout out to him for that. But that's still kind of creepy. To me and that has been your news for this week yeah man you know uh yeah i what can you say i mean like le legit like really uh, i can't even think mm, think, <laughs> think, think think about you know enrico and, 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 and i probably have to think about this a lot a lot harder but you know back in your young days when you out there dating 
and 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 now you know what my mood is and then songs pop on the radio that could work and then that might not work so right right so, right <laughs> you know i'm not going to give any examples of what wouldn't work but hey i could i'm not but <laughs> Oh man! But I guess you know when it comes to technology, man, AI is starting to take over. Um, and you know, I was watching this show last night and start talking about the, the intelligence explosion. Um, and I went and looked at that because I was watching the TV series, and, and now they're starting to put a lot of breadcrumbs in the TV shows that are legit, like legit technology, legitimate information. So a lot of times, I find myself. I'm watching a TV show and I hear a few phrases or terms and I go look them up and see if the technology exists. And so when it comes to the intelligence explosion, I found data back uh, as far as back as 2010. And what this intelligent explosion is, is that there's a point at which in, in that AI, artificial intelligence, begins to rewrite itself. And as it rewrites itself, it becomes smarter each time it rewrites itself. To a point, it becomes uncontrollable. And when you're seeing stuff on TV, you're thinking like, this is sci-fi, this is junk, it's not real. You know, and we know that when data comes to us, we, we, we're really like 20 years behind. Whatever technology that we know that exists, we're already 20 years behind knowing because they're not releasing that information. So I just made me think some think about man the AI even when it comes you, you get a lot of plugins now that are being made as as are making plugins that have AI built in them you know the neo verb you know is a is a listening uh, verb system to where it tells you exactly how you need to uh, set up your your, your reverb um, you have Sonable you know which is a AI EQ listens to your mix and, and actually tells you exactly where the problems are in your mix and allows you to adjust and fix those problems just by swiping with a couple uh, sliders. You know, you, you don't have to kind of go in and, and fix that. So 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 as a producer, I'm seeing a lot of plugins now and VST instruments are now becoming, you know, AI ran. How do you feel? How do you feel about AI, Tony uh, or, or Danny? What? How do you feel about AI? And do you feel since we're moving into the future, do you feel as though we can take those tools and use them to our benefit? Is it cheating? What? what let's talk about that. Good. You want me to go? Okay. Uh, as you were saying, I was thinking about uh, the last plugin I purchased from Waves. Um, cause I use logic pro and it's a NX, uh, virtual mix room, which basically is a plugin in that, that it turns on your camera on your laptop and it focuses in on your head position when you have your headphones on. And so it tells you where the sweet spot is where, and it, it basically creates a virtual room that if you were mixing where your speaker's position would be and where you you, you turn your head like this, the camera follows you in the mix so that you can get a better representation of what your mix sounds like in a room. I think that's that's great, but then that's also creepy. Because at the end of the day, yeah, the camera's looking at me analyzing, but you don't know who else is watching that camera. You don't know who else is behind that camera. 
And when it and when it comes to the cheating part, I feel like my, my personal belief is this: use all of the tricks you can, but make sure you don't produce no trash. You know, make sure your stuff is hot. Make sure that is relevant. Make sure that you you're you're not copying anybody else. I don't. I no longer care what tricks you use. I, I'm a musician. I used to be stuck up on the fact that I used to didn't really vibe with other with non-musician producers. Now I realize that the consumer really doesn't care. Correct. The only thing the consumer really cares about is if it's a finished product. Did that track move them enough to the point that they want to stream it multiple times a day, or eventually do they want to buy a T-shirt with that artist on it? So. How do you feel about that, Tony? Antonio? Um, well, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence uh, between knowing how it could benefit me as far as like music is going, because I've used uh, I've used plugins. There's a there's a drum processing AI VST by this uh, company called Yellow Audio. I think I quoted right, but it, it it takes the drums out of whatever you throw at it. So there have been many times I come across something like, that'd be great if I can take those drums out. It does that. But on the other side of the fence, I grew up watching things like Cyberpunk and iRobot. <laughs> so I'm like, y'all do know if it, it, it gets smart enough, it's not going to need us anymore. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> I think that was part of the plot of the Animatrix as well, mm. or at least one of the stories of the Animatrix. So I was like, I feel like this is a good thing if we don't, we don't, we're not trying to, dare I say, play God in this situation. You know that's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, and, and, and to uh, piggyback on the whole, like, science fiction thing that you said earlier, I was taught uh, growing up, if it can be, if it can be imagined, it's real. The fact that somebody thought about it and was able to, like, manifest it, even in a fictional sense, mm -hmm. Some, some out, someone out there is going to do this, and it just might work. Just might. Well, I look at it like this, man. There are so many tools available now that you have no reason to make to make trash music. If your music is trash, you know you're not using up to date sounds. Your your drums sound horrible. Your mix sound horrible. You don't really need a you don't you don't really need a mastering engineer to to sense once you if you learn the basis of signal flow and how to mix you can take a few tutorials man you can learn how to mix your own records you know I was I was I wanted to share man ADSR.com has partnered with Cloud Bounce um, Cloud Bounce is a automated mastering program platform like Landor um, like uh, there are a few other uh, automated uh, mastering platforms. And so you pay $99. I know it was running a special where you pay $99 and you got lifetime mastering. That's I think that's really great if you are a producer because what I know as a producer, now I'm, I'm a mastering engineer, I'm a mixing engineer, I can do both. But, you know, when you're a producer and you especially, you want to, you want, like you just say, hey, I'm, I live in a beat world. I ain't really into the words. 
when you turn around and you need to get your music, you know, you need to get your music mix and master before you put it out and put it out. You got to have some tools available to do that. You know, you may not want to spend money on a mixing engineer just to mix your instrumentals if you don't know how to do it on your own. So I think apps like Cloud Bounce are really good uh, so that you can master your music as you go. But the problem with automatic mastering platforms, you know, when it comes to the mastering process, if your mix is bad, that mastering doesn't fix your mix. You have to have someone manually to go in and fix the problems within your mix. You know, but generally, if your mix is excellent, you have an excellent mix, and it don't matter about the automated mastering programs. Like, I've seen a lot of conversation on the web, and I see a lot of engineers hate the automated, the AI-driven uh, platforms. But it's like, look, you know, it's 2020. We can't get upset about technology being created and being used. You know, being, you know, hating on artists or hating on producers, how they're making music. I like what Danny said because I'm old school, but I'm a new school, you know, and I always, as a producer, I rate myself a four, although I'm not actually, actually a four, but I, 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 in my headspace, I keep my mindset that I'm a four because I always want to keep growing. I never be too proudful to where I can't sit down and watch a tutorial or watch something new, another piece of technology or find some, because I'm always investing <clears throat> into tools, sound sets, you know, software, you know, to make music. And I think all of that is great when you as a producer can use those tools to make better music. And I think now you're obligated as a producer to make better music for your listeners. Because before long, the majors, the majors are going to lose this battle, right? Because we're in the age of information. The worst thing that could ever could have happened was the internet. And there, when people get tired of not making anything in their music, they're just not going to plug, they're not going to plug up and all the power is going to come back to the, to the musicians. So I say to producers, use whatever tool that you got to use. Hey man, it don't, anything go, just make good music, man. Stop being, just don't make trash music. That's my rant. <laughs> That's, That's a good rant. rant. Yeah. So, um, what can I ask you, Antonio? When when you're producing, what is what is your aim? What is what is the sound that you're chasing? All producers have this feel and this sound that they chase whenever they put something together. You know, for me, I'm I'm more of groove oriented. My whole thing is, you know, I want that whole vibe of being able to put something in when you're getting in your car and go driving down I-85, um, you know, and just that whole element of groove and everything. What what kind of element, what kind of thing musically are you chasing when you put together your music? Uh, I could go anywhere. I could go anywhere with that answer, <laughs> with that, well, the question you asked, because I never really, like, I never had, like, one thing that I was trying to do I, I was always trying to like go like, a little bit of everywhere because I think of a lot of things. I think of a lot of things. I think of a million things all at the same time. So, but when I when I make my music, I guess the going into it, I want to hear something that I want to make something that I wouldn't necessarily get tired of hearing. Because I feel like if you if you make something, let's say if you make a song 
Okay, I made a song 2007. It might have been relevant for that time, but years later, you go back, you can clearly tell one, like, okay, this was definitely made in 2007. I, I can, I can, on the top of that, I can clearly tell that. But, um, uh, wait, I had it. I want to make music that's uh, not just timeless, but just just something that you can enjoy no matter when or how you're listening to it. Okay. I want I want to put I want to put people or whoever's listening. I want to put people in a. I like to change moods. I like to change moods. I like to. If you're upset, I want to make you happy. Right. If you're uh, if you're confused, I want to at least try to bring some type of clarity just by listening to it. And I feel like instrumentation is is wow. for the better part a good way to go. Because when I make my music and I let people hear my music, I don't I don't sit here and tell anybody. I'll never tell anybody. Oh, this is this is dope. This is good. Granted, I understand. I need to like promote myself and give people some sort of idea. But at the same time, I leave that to the opinion of whoever's listening, because I don't want to, I don't want to force a perspective of what you're supposed to hear when you listen to my music. I want you to get that. I, I like, I like, love that. man, I love the statement that you made when you said, when people listen to your music, you want no matter when they listen. That, that spoke volumes when it said, you want to make timeless music. And, and honestly, man, that's sometimes, man, when I don't want to hear no words. Because words don't soothe you mentally a lot of times. You know, when you hear those instrumentals, you know, when you just, it's just certain songs, man, that you hear. Like when I was a little kid, I was on the radio and I heard music. I instantly know if I like the song, man. It, it, it could be the chord progression. It could be where the drums are hitting. It could be the bridge in the song. Some songs, man, I would rip with, with, with wine just so I could hear the bridge come in the way that it came in again. You know what I mean? And so that's the that's the fun thing, man, about making music. It's about, you know, and I love how, I love the fact that you, you know, you don't, like, I, I'm not going to judge my music for you. You judge it. And, and, and that takes a, a lot of maturity as an artist and as a producer to understand because some people, man, going to hear my music. Some people say, man, Rico, dope. Man, that dude, dope. Some people are like, eh, I don't see how he dope. You know, another person like, man, I heard his music. It changed my life, man. I was going through something, man. And it just, like, the, when I title, like, I try to title for me. When I title my music, because I'm working on an instrumental album, uh, my second one, uh, but I title my music based on how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking when I'm making the track. You know what I mean? And I try to create titles that draw the onlookers on to want to listen to the song based on the title. And people say, man, the title that you gave me, it just took me there. And I, I just, it opened up my mind. Imagine, like, inst instrumental music, man, is powerful. You know, yeah, it ain't I, just that. Go ahead, man. What you no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you good, man. Yeah, I was just going to say to piggyback on that, you know, I could be in a situation where I walk somewhere that I've never been for the first time. And as soon as I get in that environment, I I am inspired. It's like now now I got to write some stuff. You know, um, I did a I did an instrumental similar to Rico 
where, uh, you know, I had been to this place up in Virginia called Buckrow. Yeah, it's called Buckrow Beach. Never been there before. And I immediately wrote uh, instrumental based on that first visit to that area because I had like this spiritual connection to that area, you know? So it, it, it's a beautiful thing, but sometimes it can be a tormenting thing too, because now sometimes you have music in your head, sometimes that you can't cut off. But I guess that's a whole nother separate topic for a whole nother separate show. I want to get to what Demetrius just said. He said, what made him decide to produce instead of rap like other niggas? Laugh out loud. Hey, listen, hey, listen, before you answer that, man, it's crazy how when I watch videos and I see cats in their car, man, trying to trying to rap, and, and, and everybody wants to be a rapper, dog. Like, dude, that's so boring. That's so that's that's so lame. But go ahead, bro. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Well, um, I feel like um so what made me want to produce rather than rap? One I've heard my voice on wax or on recording, and it's 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 something about that playback. He was like, "So don't sound right, <laughs> mind you. I, I do write. I can. It's just that's not really been my focus. See, so I kind of have this philosophy. I kind of have this philosophy of running things from the back, from the background. So." Uh, my grandfather taught me growing up, you never really, you never let people know just how smart you are, right? Because at that point, they see your peak and they'll see how to sabotage you in the end. How that translates to this, I see a lot of times when it comes to artists, vocal artists, rappers and stuff, they're on the forefront of everything, right? Every time you hear a song by T.I., every time you hear a song by Jay-Z, a, um, a song by Snoop Dogg, right? Everybody's always focused. Okay, he's a rapper. He's good. Is I like what I'm hearing, right? The question has been asked, but not too often. Who made that beat, right? And I feel like that's that on, on a, to veer off just a little bit. Many people, a lot of uh, producers, will make a beat and give it to a rapper, and it was like the words are cold. But who made that beat though, right? Because the, like the beat, the first thing that catches you. However, bring it, bring it back. Um, I've never been the one. I've never been the one to really like starve for attention, even though in, in my family that's kind of hereditary. I kind of wanted to like stray away from that. I want to do good, but it, and it sounds weird to say this. I want to be the best that I can be. I just don't want you to stare at me while I'm doing what I'm doing. That's, that's, so, hey, hey, man, as a producer, we all got our quirks, man. And there's and, and they're wrong with it, man. You know, we all got our quirks, man. We all got our quirks. Uh, but we get ready to play this game called 10. About that time. Uh, this is going to be interesting. So, basically, I know I didn't tell you about it. I never tell anybody about it until it's that time. And it's that time. And this game it calls 10. It's called 10. I'm going to ask you either or. You have to go with it on the top of your head. You're not allowed to think about it. If you think about it, you're going to get ejected from the show. Man. All right. And I thought about getting a gong. Man, we probably get a gong, an actual gong that we hit a button or something. <laughs> so we're going to ask you, I'm going to ask you 10, make 10 statements, either or, and you pick which one that you first resonate with. Okay? Okay. All right. Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? Malcolm X. Biden or Trump? 
Biden. Big Big Sean or Young Dolph? Big Sean. KB or Derek Miner? Uh, Derek Miner. Would you rather have two hundred million year two hundred million dollars with eight years to live or one million with ten years to live? One million with ten years to live. Horse truck or Toyota Camry? Toyota Camry. J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? Kendrick Lamar. Dave East or Game? Game. Nipsey Hustle or Tupac? Tupac. Would you rather make 50K per year as an entrepreneur or 100K per year as an employee? An employee. Entrepreneur. That's what it is, 10. That's all right, man. That is all right. I don't investors, man. Yeah, man. Like if you would have you know, you, you said Trump, man, this dude would have got, he just would have turned green. Man, oh, yeah. I, I can't, man. No, not him. We're, we're not going to get into politics, you know, and, and plus, I already voted, so I'm done. I'm I'm done with this conversation this year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we could talk about it off camera if you want to, but no, nah, yeah. it, it is what it is. It is what it, it is, man. Yeah, man, we, we appreciate you, bro. Great show, man. Glad you came by, man. Love your music. Hey, if you guys just not listening, man, make sure you go out. Uh, you know, check you know, check him out, man. Go to Bandcamp. You can go right here, you know, and uh check out his music, man. So when you actually go to it, this is what you're gonna come across, man. He has a large, a very large discography. This cat been making music, right? And does his own art. And uh, I was sitting up doing some work last night myself. Um, I was doing some work myself last night. Just let this music play in the background. It's soothing. Um, I, I love the fact, man, that, you know, it's not even about, he just has his own way with it. And I love, I love music. You know what I'm saying? You know, no matter what I'm going through, you know, some people may have to physically do some things, but I'll pop on music, man, and get me out of the mood or get me into the mood. You know, uh, if I got to go and, and close a sales deal, I, I'll pop on some music, man, that I listen to that'll get me in that mood to close that deal. If I got to get, the, if I got to grind and I got to get focused, I'll put music on that'll cause me to get focused, you know, and uh, so I support you, bro. And uh, we got, Demetrius is one of the artists, man, that I partner with and work with. The love, man. Maybe you guys could do something together, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know he's on there as well, man. Uh, I love to support cats, man, that's doing something. I like your attitude, bro. And uh, from the root, man, we keep – because some cats, man, have – I don't know what it is. This is testosterone, you know, and it's kind of hard for producers, man. I love – you know, and that's why, I like, like, like me and Danny, Danny's a producer, man. Like, it's no competition. Like, bro, we, we, we make our own art. You understand what I'm saying? Like if you if you come into the music game, and that's what I'm saying, if you say you're a music producer, you come into the music game and you don't have your own lane, you ain't supposed to be here. You know, it's all right, you know, because I love Mad Live. I, I love Tri Call Quest. I love Slum Village. You know, Eric Sermon. You, you know what I mean? Uh uh DJ Quick is another producer that I love. You, you understand what I'm saying? But although, man, I love all those guys, man. Dr. Dre, I love Dr. Dre too, man. You know, Havoc from Mob Deep, love him as well. You know, but I, I make my own music, man. 
I make my music, and I feel like when you make music, you make the music that you want to make, and the people that rock with you, they're going to rock with you. You don't ever make music according to what the trend is. You make music based on how you feel and what you hear, and you let people gravitate to you. You don't, you don't, you don't gravitate to the people and make what they want. I just gave y'all a nugget, man. Talk about that antenna before we get up out of here. Bro. Come on, time. Say again. <laughs> Tell us a second. How you feel? How you agree, man? You feel you're supposed to make music, man? How you feel and let people hey, come to you? Right. Yes. Yes. Because soon as we get off the show tonight, I got to work on some websites, man. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be playing your tracks, man. Because I'm going to be blasting it, man, in the studio, man, and do get, hey, man, y'all got to check this cat out, man. I don't, you know, I don't, me and Danny, we're not going to ever say that a, when a person, man, have a little something. But if, you, if you're if you a fan of Mad Lib, you know, because some of you guys may not like Mad Lib. You know, we we we, we rock like that, man. And he he's he got his own vein, but he would actually be in that in that pool of, of producers, man, that make music. And uh, stitch, he stitched art together, man, uh, and, and make you feel good, man. I feel what you're doing. I, I big up that, bro. I big up that. I'm going to be I'm gonna be putting some ears on that tonight myself, brother. Thank you. No doubt. Any, any last words? Antonio, before we get out of here, anything that you want to share before we get out of here, bro? Uh, yes. Um, wear your masks. <laughs> wear your mask. Wash your hands. Okay, because uh, we, we, we live in every day as best as we can. So wear your mask, wash your hands, uh, love everybody, love yourself. Uh, I told my, told my other people out there that said that, that COVID not real. What do you say? Did you say COVID is fake, Tony? I said it about 200,000 people who can argue with that or can or cannot argue with that statement in this country alone. Danny, can you argue? Can you can you make a test that COVID is fake for real, brother? Uh, as a COVID survivor, I can pretty much tell you that A, it is not fake, and B, please wear your mask and don't be stupid. You don't want no parts of that. I can tell you, you don't want no parts of that. Yeah. I'm a, and see, man, I'm going to end the show, man, right there. That's it. That's the mic drop. You don't want no parts of that. God bless. Good night.